slash and cast. What is up, fiends, and welcome back to Handle Whisk Air, presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize. And uh, yeah, sorry for missing uh, last week. You know, I had a lot of shit going on. Uh, one of my friends was dealing with some shit, so we went out, we went to the bar, went out drinking. So, uh, you know, we had, had a, a bros night out. But I'm back this week to talk about the car released in 1977, which, uh, you know, we were supposed to stream last night. But, uh, you know, streaming site I was using did not want to cooperate, so we just ended up watching Duel, it said, which was initially slated to be this week's movie. Uh, but, you know, we did a little switcheroo, but, you know, it, it all worked out because I was going to pair the two together one way or the other uh, for Twisted Tuesday this week. But anyways, joining me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts, John and Holly. Guys, how are you doing? Hi, hi, everyone. Doing good? Hey, you're good. <laughs> So I, I have to say, like after watching Duel and then the car, um, the you know, we, we got some we, we got some aspects yeah. that we really wanted in Duel from the car. Mainly um, the explosives. That's what we're the, the explosions. Yeah, I mean, because I remember all, all of us were just like, "Where's the explosion?" And we're just sitting there, like just waiting patiently. <laughs> <laughs> not happen? Like, what the fuck well, is I know going that on? Well, is in the movie for this week. I mean, it was supposed to be, but I changed my mind last minute, as I can do. But, uh, so we, we decided to go with the car for this week. And I hadn't seen either of them. And now, having seen both of them, I'm glad for the Switch. Because I do think the car is a better movie on a couple of different levels. Uh, but Duel was really interesting. And I actually really enjoyed it, too, last night when we watched it. But you're right, we're like, the entire freaking movie is this man driving behind this like truck full of flammable oil or whatever it had gasoline i think it was oil and it had a big old sign on the butt that said flammable the entire movie we were looking at this huge ass sign flammable and even when it crashed in the bottom of a canyon it still didn't blow up and there was some fire involved there too but no 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 explosion yeah. it was very disappointing mm -hmm. immediately it was like zero points no explosions <laughs> The car is definitely the better movie. Than it is. And I just finished watching it, you know, right before you came over, John. And yeah, the I even made notes. The car. The car. Mm. Mm. It's better. Uh, Duel was created as a TV movie. And you can tell. And it was only like an hour and 10 minutes. And then when they wanted to make it a theatrical release, they had Spielberg go back and film more. And all the additional stuff is, is not really that interesting or great it's just kind of filler and so the movie also kind of drags and has boring parts in duel because of that i think right and it's um yeah like the car is just so much more interesting just because it has well you know all your different elements of a, of a of a thriller rather than the duel which is basically the same idea all throughout yeah it's road rage road rage duel. right uh, which we'll be covering next week, anyways, with the uh, unhinged. 
and which is a much better move. And Duel takes itself really seriously, mm-hmm. which is kind of less fun than the car because the car is more. It kind of it has it's more fun than uh, Duel. It's fun, sure. and I also thought that Duel had that weird element to it where it has a, a voiceover throughout the movie. Which is very like TV movie like mm-hmm. in my head. I don't know why I have in my head that having a voiceover throughout a movie is just mm-hmm. like oh made for TV. This might as be Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting head. though. Car was pretty bloodless overall. And well, like, bloodless, but there were a lot of bodies. There were a lot of yeah. I didn't like. I mean, well, you see the aftermath of uh, the opening scene, which was pretty great. So you have these uh, two young people. Mm, right. uh, Right, riding their bicycles along this canyon, and um, and if this fucking evil car doesn't come out and like, you know, press one of the girl into like the the side, what do you call it? The it's not a median; it's the a little the the little wall on 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 the one side of the of the street, so that it doesn't go into the bridge, so it doesn't go into uh, the canyon, and just and later you see just blood all along the wall, where it's pretty disgusting. Although, oh, yeah, there was that. before we get started on that, we got to start with the the opening of the movie, which is just a quote from Anton LaVey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's like the leader <laughs> of, of the, 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 satanic the satanic church. I was like, man, I paused the movie. I'm like, Joe, get in here. You got to watch this. <laughs> in, uh, in San Francisco in the 60s. True. He was the guy. And he his house guy. is uh, on Hate Street. It's not his house anymore. Mm-hmm. You can still see his house on Hate Street. I um I've met a, a woman who dated his son, and uh, surprise, surprise, it was a pretty toxic relationship. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Which I'm not laughing about that because you know that was actually pretty heartbreaking for her. But in general, just the the irony of like you think you know a Satanist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he has a daughter too. Oh, I didn't know that. As well. She's like a dancer, I think. She's a dancer. So today, uh, you missed out last week. Uh, we started that game where we take a, a drink every time we see zombies, mm-hmm. cats, asshole. <laughs> and yep. so I got pretty drunk on the podcast, and I actually feel a little embarrassed about that. <laughs> so today I'm doing water and tea. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's wholesome. <laughs> that uh, that that game was a random thing that happened from Twisted Tooth. Yeah, and a total. <laughs> we really shouldn't do that game. Someone's gonna die. <laughs> that cat is not shot at <laughs> Always, you know, slotted herself around town, you know. But anyway, so uh, we got the car tonight, uh, which is essentially land jaws, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to really describe it. Right. They're all jaws. <laughs> Although, hot as fuck James Brolin. I thought that was a really nice touch. And then the first time you get to see him, he's half naked. And you're like, yes. And, and he looks so much like uh, Josh Brolin in Planet Terror, mm-hmm. where he has that same haircut and mustache, which I think must have been intentional must have been, to make yeah. him look like this. You know, if, if a haircut works, it works. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is like who I couldn't, I forgot to look her up, but I've seen her in others. Oh, you have? Too. I didn't recognize her at all. Although I really liked her. Um, girlfriend. Right. I liked her, her, um, her, pers- her character and I liked her acting. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought the casting overall was really great. And there was a couple, at least mm-hmm. three or four actors that I was able to recognize. 
and really good uh like cinematography and True. the visual look of the movie was really good but yeah, but yeah so it it what kills the uh hitchhikers or not hitchhikers the bi- bicyclists first yeah that was a pretty like and it was it was kind of rough because like they had nowhere to run i mean the guy so he kills the girl first and then he goes up to the guy and the guy like looks back and then he they make a point of showing him pedaling faster i'm like there's no speed it I wish you can pedal at yeah, that it will looks, save you. It looks like they're going like 40 or 50 miles an hour when he's in front of the car, which is kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, but uh, it's like, yeah, there's no way he's going to get around. Uh, get yeah. You can't outpedal. You just got to go to the side. That's the thing everyone does in movies. They run straight away. You got to zigzag. Just you got to go up, yeah. go up the mountain, climb. Do with a zigzag pattern or go to the side. Don't just run straight away from the fast creature or car mm-hmm. that's chasing you. So, unless there there is one exception, if you have a rocket strapped to your back. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I was asking this of T before we we started the show, and he didn't uh, know what I was talking about. But do you remember that episode of Futurama called The Honking? Okay, <laughs> so there's an episode of Futurama where uh, Bender gets turned into a wear car, mm-hmm. and so I don't know why I did this. It's a wear car, and <laughs> and so he goes. He doesn't know this, but at night he's going around like you know uh, running over people. And I, I'm since I hadn't seen the, the movie The Car before. Once I saw the car, which is a Lincoln Continental Mark III or something like that, it's the exact mm-hmm. same thing that they had in Futurama. It was a complete mm-hmm. throwback, and it was. It, it was, was really hilarious. I was watching it when you came through the door, actually. <laughs> it's pretty genius. So, I don't know, just trying to like pick up on the influences that you can just immediately see from watching the movie. So that, and then, of course, nope, right? No. I feel like the sim- cinematography of this movie was, I would think, because it's it's got a, a lot of similarities with mm-hmm. them, just the whole, like, vastness, canyon, desert. Yeah, yeah, true. It's supposed to be in Utah, but I'm pretty sure it's all Southern California. I thought it was Southern California with Santa Inez. I know, that's what's weird. Uh, it's Santa Inez, and it looks like Southern California, but it, sa- it says Utah on their uniforms. Oh. It's weird. Huh. I don't know what that's about. But the car is, is great looking. The car is really cool. It's a hot car. Even for that, era, I mean, it's kind of a low rider almost. It, you know, it's got mm-hmm. the lower... And the guy even comments about it when they ask the uh, the the wife beater guy. Um, he's like, the roof was lowered. He like ref- for some weird reason refuses to describe the. Car. That's because it was a plume of of uh, dust mm-hmm. everywhere the car goes because it's mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert. I couldn't even tell what the car looked like, and they made a point of make of doing that. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the car until much later when he's messing with the yeah, bunch marching band kids mm-hmm. but anyways but i got so excited about the movie because i just watched it that i'm just kind of talking over myself and going into different parts of what i think are interesting but let's take it from the top mm-hmm. all right we got two on the we got two on the uh, on the wall on the on the board two kills on the board with the two bicyclists mm-hmm. and then after that the nice big next kill is with the hitchhiker who has the interaction with the wife beater right which I understand that like, this is a nice rich backstory, but that really never comes up again. <laughs> no, and they kind of he becomes kind of like a hero at the end for no reason. The wife, yeah. uh, <laughs> weird. But um, mm. yeah, and the I and, backstory though. Yeah. 
yeah, the hitchhiker guy gets squashed. He just kind of gets driven over. I enjoyed how, like, all these characters, even though they're not a big part of the story, they have all of this um, texture to them. I really enjoy that. So the hitchhiker, before he gets killed, he has this whole, like, thing where he's talking to himself about what kind of... Uh, he's hoping that this car, of course, the Satan car, the car, is going to end up being a really attractive woman who oh, yeah, yeah. he can go have a bunch of sex with and have, like, a nice road trip with. And so, I don't know, really gives, like, a backstory. He's playing the French horn for no fucking reason. <laughs> he has that whole weird dialogue about putting the horn away in the case and how it fits in the case. He stands like, up for so the woman weird. who's getting beaten up, only for a split second, though. Not not very thoroughly. He's like, hey, never mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's definitely weird, goofy dialogue in the movie. Where... But I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. It, it adds good, a lot though. of, like, you know, con <laughs> not context, really, but... It just makes all the characters kind of mm -hmm. come a little bit more alive, especially yeah. since... Right, because you have the wife beater basically, like, threatening to beat up the musician and uh, basically threatening to shove the French horn up the guy's <laughs> ass, and so he would basically be farting music at that point, and then the guy's, like, really whimsical about that, just thinking about what that would be like if he could <laughs> fart music. Yeah. I... I'm just like, what? Know, that, that's what I mean. That All that dialogue is so bizarre. It's like, okay... But, I, but yeah, no, it does make it more interesting. And it stays good. At first, I was a little bit, at the, the beginning, I was like, oh, is this movie going to be, like, really weird and uh, bad? But then, no, it was still, it still ended up being good, though. But, yeah, he gets kind of squashed. The kills get more interesting and, and cool as they go and along. And more supernatural, which mm -hmm. is interesting, too. He just kind of drives over the hitchhiker guy. He doesn't really do much, you know. And then he does it a couple times. Like, backs up, does it again, right? Because <laughs> that's what the guy, that's what White Peter Man was saying. Yeah. He did it four times. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what? We go in the town. Mm. I mean, it's very Jaws, of course, because then you know, the, the main character <laughs> is, is a cop. And he's not the main sheriff, unlike Jaws, which I wanted to point out that. Uh, the, that James Brolin's partner is the guy from RoboCop. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> he plays the evil executive <laughs> in RoboCop. Which, he's such a weird character in this movie. Like, he, yeah, he's his really background doesn't make character. any sense. Like, why are you so messed up? Like, why are yeah. you so upset about... I mean, well, I guess the young guy, who the bicyclist who died, was like a friend of his. I think that was the idea. I think he knew the girl who got killed was, like, the daughter of someone he, he She was the daughter of the doctor that attended James Brolin. Mm -hmm. But then I thought the, the dude, the, the young man, was also somehow a friend of it, like a, mm -hmm. like a protege of his or some shit like that. But, but it uh, really hit him like... Well, it's like he was, he was like a father yes. figure. Oh, okay, yeah. And it hit him real hard, because then, like, he, <laughs> he completely came, fell he, apart. He, he, came, he fell out of the wagon. <laughs> he was pretty... He was spiraling, but what I thought was really secret hilarious, drinking. secret drinking, my favorite thing about it was even though he was spiraling and never really interrupted with the action of the movie, it was more of like, <laughs> well, he doesn't seem to be bothering anyone, so I guess we're cool. <laughs> it was just kind of like how each character got like a thing, basically, that they were, it was like, had a thing. his was that he was like the off the wagon guy. I, I was thinking too how... You know, uh, James Brolin says something like, uh, like, 10 years have given out tickets and now all of this in one day. 
And I was thinking how like these cops <laughs> have it really easy in this small town, and that which is probably why mm-hmm. that one cop completely fell apart. <laughs> we saw one murder. Yeah, he just like <laughs> I can't deal with this man. <laughs> like, well, my favorite was like it's a pretty small town. There's like twelve cops. I mean, this place like the size of Mayberry. Yeah, Mayberry only had two, and one of them was an asshole. Yeah, you'll need two or three cops in that town, definitely. Oh, and, and the older cop who was the main cop, and he got his own thing in stories. That he was in love with the nowhere. Martha. Yeah, that he was in love with the girl. The, the lady they beat up. Yeah. And was trying to get her I out. I like that. I mean, it's cool. It, it definitely keeps the movie kind of going and has they gives more going on in the movie, but it is kind of random, these storylines that kind of don't connect to anything. Yeah. And don't really I'm not sure. I mean, I've already stated that I enjoy them because it it makes you connect a little bit more with the characters. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess it's a really good way to sort of... It's like misdirection, right? Like, for example, with the girlfriend, you, there's no way in hell I thought she was going to die. Like, they made her so sweet, so funny. They oh, gave yeah. her, like, so much backstory. In fact, the scene after the one that we're talking about, chronologically, is um, her teaching small children at a park. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody hanging out at the park, and then that's when you find nice. yeah, and that's when you find out the oh, other sheriff is sober. That's his two year anniversary of being sober. Oh, but I, I wanted to point out quickly that the older cop, who's the main mm. sheriff, is the guy from uh, The Godfather, who uh, he's the studio executive who wakes up with the horse head <gasps> in his bed. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's his. Nice. Uh, that's him. I recognized him. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything other than. Now you have. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, his illustrious career of two movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure he did a bunch more. <laughs> but then, what's the next uh, kill? It goes at. It does. All right. Let's see. Here. Oh, it does that when it goes after the the cops? Yes. So at this point, uh, we've got this is the okay the park with the kids, and uh, oh, a, a thing about a nudie pic. That was kind of random, like thirteen year old that's drawing her. Like, oh yeah, her boobs. I'm like, oh, textured. Yeah, don't don't you think that's weird? You know that you know your your kids are drawing you naked. Yeah, she's thirteen. It's pretty. Drawn But also, but that was like, uh, what was the um, the movie where remember the psycho kid who would draw the teacher naked? Oh, that was. Um... It was the pit. Yeah, the pit with the teddy bear. Where the kid? Yeah, the kid. Draws the teacher. I guess you know before uh, easy access internet porn. Before pornography. You mean all of twenty years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, that's like fifty years ago. Easy (laughs) porn because there was an easy porn when I was a kid. True. This is the golden age of porn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, true. But I guess they didn't have uh, Playboys either. We all like you know. We all kind of <laughs> masturbated to really embarrassing material because there wasn't good porn available. You have to draw. You have to draw, you have to draw your own pornography. You have to draw your own porn. That's so poor, John. That's like, uh, <laughs> that's like you know, the uh, in, back in, you kids have it easy. Back in my day, we had to draw. You had to draw a boob. <laughs> <laughs> Try your best not to crumple it up with your hand. I gotcha. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's what this kid's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it's important to note that, you know, with this movie, you know, early on when they're trying to, like, 
get get like an ID on the car. They don't really have a ton of characteristics about it or anything to really base things off of outside of the fact that, you know, this car has been modified, so it does have yeah. customizations to it. Uh, and it has no license. Yeah, it has no license plates, no door handles, Ooh, no keyholes or mirrors. Damn. That's what's cool. You know, spoilers, we can, I don't know if we jump ahead jump a little, but it's, the cool thing is that it's a demonic car. Mm-hmm. And what's great is that it's, uh, be, th- that they thought of those details, you know, because yes. it's not a, it's not like Christine, where it's a production car that becomes possessed. Mm-hmm. This car is actually like a demonic manifestation in itself. <laughs> like, it's a supernatural car, basically. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so we are kind of far away from all the action. So we have a scene in the park, followed by uh, them finding the, the bodies of the bicyclists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Which that guy who went off the bridge was definitely not splattered enough. He fell like a hundred feet off that bridge. Oh yeah. That was a full on thigh. That was completely fine. <laughs> and he was just, there was no blood on him. At all. I was really hoping there'd be water down there, but there wasn't, there was a Creek. That's not enough to save you. Although at that height, does it kill you? It does. Doesn't it? Water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still die if you hit the water, but mm-hmm. it was dried out. Yeah. In that one. But, but yeah, I and mean, you could still fall in from that. You could survive. I mean, the ground broke its fall. He's fine. So, which is weird that they didn't find him earlier because it wasn't that far from the original body. Yeah, yeah. But what are you going to do? And also, it's like... That's why they need fucking cops. <laughs> there was all this debris on the road, too. All I had to do was follow the road. <laughs> yeah, it seemed pretty obvious where he would have... It still took him, like, two days. But so after the scenes, when we still have another scene with uh, Bertha and the chief... In the police station where he's holding her hand, he's telling her to leave him, and he's right behind her. She's just like, no, I really can't do that. But uh, again, not really part of the story because that's right after that is when the chief gets mowed down. Yeah, yeah. Outside the police station. Which Which, was really sad because I was like, he's dead? I thought he was going to make it. I thought for sure Wife Beater was going to die. Wife Beater does not die at all. It swerves around the wife beater guy and you know, goes for the cop. At first, I thought it was going to go for wife beater. And I remember thinking, like, well, is it really evil if it goes for asshole dudes to kill? Or does it only kill good <laughs> people? And then it answered my question right yeah. away. Demon car knew what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Hey, this guy's an asshole just hey, like me. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think that's what I was thinking is that he did. He avoided him just to... Uh, to go for the cop because the cop was the nice one. He he should have just let him inside the car and then pinned it on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking around here. My notes here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and then the old lady. They t- they interview the old lady, the Native American uh-huh. lady. Yeah, and uh, and the receptionist who's also Native American is like, and there's two Native American. You got translate. That's yeah, right. Cops on the yeah. force. I was like, this is a very nice, like, police station. Usually, like, in, like, movies from the 70s, you get, like, the whole, like, good old boy, like, cop thing going on. Mm-hmm. No, the cops are the good guys in this movie, and the car kills cops. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Definitely. But she says there was no one. She's right there. 
but it does have a steering wheel, which I have to call out that it's like, you don't really need a steering wheel. If it's, <laughs> if it's a supernatural car, nobody's in there. Technically it would have been nice. Even if the side, there weren't even the doors, although it does open the, to use the doors. To smack them, to smack mm-hmm. James Brolin. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, use it to smack James Brolin and to kind of lure him in. Like yeah. To make, try to lure him what, do you have a thing for James mm-hmm. Brolin? Cause he never tries to kill James Brolin really. Yeah, it's interesting. He lets the car lets James Brolin stand in front of it and shoot at it and not do anything. Well, well, that was the other thing too. Where that wasn't the first time somebody was trying to shoot at it. Like it had supernatural powers where you couldn't bring yourself to shoot it. You always shot off to the side. Oh, really? Well, you notice that with the gun though. Well, he had this thing where the first guy, the first guy, the first cop that dies has a shotgun, and he's pointed at him and he shoots him. He's like, "I missed him twice." What the what? Mm. And I think it has a thing where, first of all, it's impervious to bullets. Yeah. But even if it wasn't, it has the ability to make you miss him. Mm-hmm. Or so, her. We haven't gendered the car yet. Which, yeah, you can't, because it's a supernatural <laughs> car, you can't uh, damage it, mm-hmm. really. Which is a little bit of a problem with the end, a little nitpick with the end, which we get, don't have to skip well, ahead to. Yeah, yet. we don't have to skip ahead, but I thought they kind of played with it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So after this is the big scene, like when things really, they turn up the heat, which I thought was really great. Because once, this is the scene where uh, the whole school is practicing for like a, an event and they're practicing their marching. In the uh, in the football field, mm-hmm. and then the car comes to attack everybody. At that point, I don't really think we see like that much downtime anymore, other than the occasional like hospital visit. But um, that's pretty action. But that was a pretty great scene with like a bunch of kids and the car just coming through trying to mow them down. Mm-hmm. It was a cool shot too when they had that cop up on the like tower looking mm-hmm. for the car, and then it was like over here and just. Never decides to look over. Never decides to turn his head to see him. You know, there's like a plume of like dust right behind the car. And he's just looking. You see it over his shoulder. Uh, and then, uh, when then, yeah, it attacks. Which kind of reminded me of the birds a bit mm-hmm. when uh, this will attack of the birds and all the kids running everywhere uh, and the car going after them. But uh, neat. It didn't get anyone. It didn't get anybody there. Well, except for the people that got trampled by the horses. I'm pretty sure some people got seriously hurt. I don't think that was part of the movie. <laughs> There's a scene, like, while we're off in the corner, you just see a guy, like, kind of falling in front of a horse as they're all kind of running towards him. Mm-hmm. You're like, shit. So yeah, check yeah. up on that guy. Definitely. Um, no, I don't think anybody dies there other than maybe some of the dudes that fell off their horses. Yeah, yeah. Because then the kids end up in the graveyard with the oh, teachers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and it won't come and um sorry there's a little bug. It won't it won't come near Jesus, it really wants to make out with you. All right. Uh, <laughs> and it won't come into the graveyard and the teachers are taunting it to, to try to get the driver to come out. Or no wait. I mean you say taunting, but it was very terrible it was very trash talk. <laughs> Like, the whole time, I was just burying my face in my palm, because I'm like, what are you doing? Lady, like, lady, you gotta make fun of his dick. Um, <laughs> well, her taunts were like, oh, oh you're yeah, a big yeah. man when you're in the car. That's Get cool. out of yeah, your yeah. car. And she threw the, uh, the branch. The yeah, oh, you're back cool. for more? But it was just a distraction so that the other teacher could go get the cop car and call it in. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought, because uh, I mean, they don't explain what's going on. 
the car yet. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe it was a haunted car and it couldn't go in the graveyard because, mm-hmm. like, that's where the body was. Mm-hmm. The, the haunting. That, that's what I was kind of thinking. At the sacred ground, though, yeah. Yeah, but it was just, it was the sacred ground thing, which was why. Well, like when they when they were talking to like the the Native American, like she made a comment about like darkness mm. coming in the wind or something like that. So like she sensed like there was some yeah. sort of presence that was you know looming in the town already at this point. So it was already kind of otherworldly. Which I was kind of associating it to. I was I think thinking that too because there's a eighties a good bad eighties movie uh, called The Wraith with Charlie Sheen where he's a teenager who gets killed and then uh comes back as a ghost who drives a really cool ford uh prototype sport like kind of sports model car Mm -hmm. that they never made uh and it's kind of i thought i was wondering if this was kind of that idea but no no. but a good bad movie to watch if you want to see the wraith uh but And then it goes after the cops. The cops. This was a, that, that was a really cool. good scene. Yeah, he like, got so many cops. Mm-hmm. I like when it pushes the two kills it does on the cops are great. Where it pushes the one cop car to the cliff. Yeah, and then the cop tries to get open the door slowly to get out. He's like, and he just no. drives up and pushes the door. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> pushes the car off the cliff. But they did a nice, like, they build up the tension. The guy opens the other door, and he's like, oh, no, cliff! And he closes it, and the car's like, nope! <laughs> Which, and they do the classic 70s thing of the car instantly explodes. Like, as soon as it goes over the edge of the cliff... It didn't even it hit anything up. yet! <laughs> yeah, like, it hadn't even got... Yeah, like, as soon... It's... Yeah. I love that. That's that was nonsense. the that was classic... Hilarious. Thing. Like, it doesn't even impact on anything. Mm-hmm. It's just exploding in midair. But you know what that told me? That told me that these yep. movie makers were going to give me more explosions. That yeah. they weren't afraid to blow up a goddamn car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and they, I like that. And then they do the next great kill where it uh, goes head on with that cop car and then turns <laughs> sideways and rolls at him. It blows up. Of course. I'm like, that guy just killed five cops in, like, the span of ten minutes. And the car's completely unscathed. But it's cool. I like the way that each kill, it did the thing where each kill is unique. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just kind of smashing into people Mm -hmm. and things. Right. It it was acting like a, like, Jason or, like, Fred. It reminded me a lot of Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street, because it would, it had, like, a, a truck horn, and it would, it would, That's like, right, yeah. I swear, I think it was meant to be like its laugh because whenever it kills somebody as it's driving away, it goes like, arr, 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 arr. well, when it kills, when it pushes that cop over the ledge, the one dude that was in the one car, like it starts shaking and like honking, like it's super happy. Yeah, like and I'm like, what's happening right now? You're yeah. like having a little kitten moment, and you're just super excited, <laughs> puppy moment. But I think that was like it's, it's, a, it's laugh, you know? Oh, I see, because it's so evil. But it also, they did the cool thing of uh, adding, like, it would growl and, and stuff, too. And it had a really great engine noise that mm-hmm. was, like, very affected. Like, it had, it was like a sci-fi sounding engine, you know? All right. And then, uh, at this point, I still wasn't sure it was supernatural, although you start to get the sense that it is. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't until after it decides to roll into the cop's ca- cop cars. 
And then you're like, oh, well, that's going to be messed up too. Let's see what it looks like. And then no, next thing you know, it's still going like super fast on the road. It's good. Yeah. And I also enjoyed that it went a lot faster than every other car around too. It was supernaturally fast. Well, and they would speed up the film. Yeah, that's, what, that's which, definitely what they were doing. But I was like, I dig it. Times. Yeah. Like it would it would come flying up and then just stop. I decided to use the word. <laughs> I forgot the word I was going to use. <laughs> Unnatural, supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then but, of course James Brolin on his fucking hot ass motorcycle. Commuting to school with the kids on the back of the motorcycle. It's like you know that's it's the seventies. It's like you got your kids just like hold on, kids. There were so many times that when I was a kid, uh, all the all us kids would just be in the back of the truck. Oh yeah, like yeah, it would be my, my dad, my yeah. mom, and maybe like another adult, and then all the kids were in the back of the truck. And I'm talking like six kids, six kids under ten. Yeah, we used to have a. Uh, old um 60s vw bus and it had bench seats with uh-huh. no seat belts <laughs> <laughs> you were just in there loose <laughs> like you can like get I can punch it to totally, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing holding you in that <laughs> just uh just your faith i guess yeah <laughs> or when you would ride in the back of the station wagon you mm-hmm. know just in the back area like Again, like a couple of tic tacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but in the back of the pickup truck, I mean, they put an end to that. We used to always do that kind of thing. Too, mm-hmm. Yeah, you I just sit in the back of the pickup. You can't do that anymore. But yeah, but oh, we so we come to the very cool scene where James Brolin faces off with the demon car, and that's when Demon Car falls in love with James Brolin and decides that it wants James Brolin to come closer, yeah. just take a peek inside, and then gives a little love smack. Mm-hmm. Knocks it, doesn't kill him. Joe had a really good joke about that. He was like, what did the car door say to the face? (laughs) Slap! (laughs) It did trick him, too. It did. It it lured him in Mm -hmm. and then smacked him. It didn't really try to kill him, right? Never. And never tried to kill him. Even the other interactions that he had with James Brolin, James Brolin was fine. Mm -hmm. And it never even tried to kill him, like, once. That was never really explained. The movie did a good job, I think, of making sense and and having, you know, generally being, like, kind of logical with everything. But that was, it definitely didn't explain. I see the logic, though. I mean, like, he's the hottest piece, like, in the whole It just liked him. It was like, ooh, that's the hot one. That's the one I want to keep seeing. Yeah, it's why he was talking so much. He was horny. There you go. Ass, grass, or gas? <laughs> gas. <laughs> <laughs> that joke has come up a lot this month. <laughs> well, it was between Joe and myself because I've made him watch all these movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he watched Duel. He, we already watched Christine. You know, <laughs> maximum overdrive and now the car. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to obviously jump ahead to Christine, but I love the fact though in Christine that the car is immediately evil right on the assembly line. Right off line. the assembly line. Like there's no explanation like, who, or who possessed you. Yeah, it's just born evil. Born evil. <laughs> but that's yeah. This but this car, yeah, as we say, is it's a supernatural creature. Mm-hmm. Which I was thinking of this movie. It, you know, it's like Jaws, but it's also like a werewolf movie or like a monster mm-hmm. movie. like this could have easily just been 
a werewolf or just some creature, like a demonic creature that's haunting this town and attacking people, you know? That's right. And they sort of took it, like, to the modern era and, and made it a car instead. It's a good-looking car, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you do also yes. have, like, those POV mm-hmm. shots from the cars. Very, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like, 80s slasher. Uh, a, a little ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. This movie is late 70s. Had the first Friday the 13th come out when this movie came out? I think so. Was that late 70s for the first Friday? Or was it, like, 78? I don't know. Oh, 1980? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was 70s. Although that's probably mostly influenced by Jaws, because I think you get the first person view in Jaws, where that kind of trope comes from, you know, of seeing through the killer's eyes. (laughs) But it's got the yellow tinted window, which is kind of unique. They went out of their way to kind of give it a a special look. You never got to see what kind of seats it got, though. It'd be really nice. No, never got to see leather. You just see little. You see the dashboard and a little bit of steering wheel. That, that was it. Yeah, it would have been kind of nice to see what comes. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to show a hand, but they never show a hand on the steering wheel. So yeah, so James Brolin ends up in the hospital after getting bitch left by the car, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody comes to say hello and to tell them how sorry they are and uh, and to sort of. Uh, basically check off everybody who's dead at this point, which is quite a lot of people in the small town. <laughs> and at this point, I believe is when his girlfriend, uh, let's see. Okay. So he sends his girlfriend home cause she's, she's supposed to spend time with his girls to make sure they're fine. Yeah. But she ends up going home first, her house mm-hmm. to pick up stuff mm-hmm. to go spend the night. And she gets driven there by one of the cops. And she, she was really sweet too. Cause she was like, Oh, I can see you're scared. Why don't you go check on your family, mm-hmm. come back and get me, and then, you know, you can drive me back. And mm-hmm. that's a pretty good plan, but not with, not with the fucking car. And we kind of get that similar thing again where she's talking on the phone. And in, over her shoulder in the background, we see the headlights the lights. Oh. closer and closer to the house. <laughs> she doesn't notice. But, which, it definitely got to the point where it was like, you would notice at that point. She notices a little late, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Although, it's funny, because when we were watching Duel, and um, have you seen that? You've seen that one, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about essentially a semi-truck, or just mm-hmm. a big truck. That fucker can level any house, that mm-hmm. or just about anything, right? It's pretty unstoppable. But with a car, I'm like, you should be kind of okay in, in your house. You should be kind of okay in yeah. certain places. Not this fucker. It launches straight through and just takes her out. <laughs> well, they even say, like, it flew four feet in the air. Yeah. It literally goes right for her and just plows through her house yeah. and kills her. And I remember thinking, like, no way. No way. No way. And then, they're like, they leave the camera into the wreckage. <laughs> on the wreckage, I mean. and and Which is pretty good wreckage, actually. And, um, and no, no fucking, like, oh, I'm okay. No, nothing. She is dead. Yeah. Yep. That was a mid-phone call because she was talking to Wade at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah still in the hospital bed. How sad. And they were like, I'm scared. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was good. It was good, like, escalation of the danger kind of thing yes. for the end of the movie because... Mm-hmm. You're not safe in your home. Yeah. It, it, they killed a character. See, this is an example of where they did a good job killing a character that you like. Mm-hmm. 
because like I've pointed out in some of the previous episodes, it can be annoying in like funner, like goofier horror movies when they kill characters you like just for the drama of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying if there's no good like reason for it. But in this, I think they it was really good because yeah, showed that like you could they would kill char- main characters who you like. And it showed that the car would come after you, too. Like, it wasn't just... Because at this point, it was kind of just out there taking out whoever it came across. You know, it's just out there looking for people to kill. Mm -hmm. But this was the first time where it came for her because she made fun of it. And threw a stick at it. Also, it was banging James Brolin. And it was like, you know, it couldn't get her on uh, the hallowed ground. But then once she was... On her own, off yeah. it, then she, it could come and get her. Damn. Oh, the, the only thing missing from that scene <laughs> was the car shit talking her back after the kill. We really like, need to know, uh, just tie everything sound. together. You know, something like. We're like, and then drives away. It was cool, though, in the, in the uh, graveyard scene when she was taunting it. And then it got so mad, it knocked down the gate. Yeah, the so mad. Yard, but it still couldn't get in. That was pretty cool. What an angry car. And I, I was like, like mm-hmm. if I have to criticize a little, I was disappointed that the hallowed ground did not come into play later because that was like the perfect setup, you know, to be yeah. like, oh, we figured out a weakness of mm-hmm. it. It can't go on hollow ground. And so I thought for sure that they, they used that in something. their yeah. final battle against it to be like, oh, like we picked this church or whatever. You know? Yeah, because I mean, it was the drunken cop who was like, oh, it's evil. And it, that's why it didn't go on hollow ground and blah, blah, blah. And so and he was he actually he got it right for the first mm-hmm. time. Good for you. But also, it didn't, um, maybe that, yeah, you're right, that should have played more in, into the trap that they set for the car versus... Because, you know, usually, very, yeah. typically, like, in that kind of story, that would be, like, the moment of, like, oh, and then James Bowl would be, like, I've got a plan, like, you know, and he would use that, which they did come up, on one hand, I, I like the plan they came up with to mm-hmm. defeat the car, because... If it's a supernatural car, you can't blow it up because they they get the the wife beater guy. His business is demolitions, mm-hmm. and so they tell him, "Okay, you're we've mm-hmm. we're making a plan to defeat the car, and you, we need you." Which that's such a weird, great scene when they tell the wife beater guy they need him, and he gives that really like evil grin to the camera. And it's like what the fuck, you know? Uh, but um. But I was thinking, you know, you can't just blow... I hope they're not going to just try to blow up the car because it's a supernatural car. They've already shot at it. It's already demonstrated. You know, it's crashed into people mm-hmm. and cars. It can't be, like, conventionally, you know, blown up or shot or whatever. So you have to defeat it with, like, a supernatural method somehow, I was thinking. But then I liked that they came... The idea they came up with was makes sense... Was to bury the card, you know, to blow up the, uh, to lure it into that canyon and then blow up all the dirt around it and bury it. Because that's like, you know, really, it's like, unless you're going to do some kind of ritual, you know, some kind of exorcism or something, uh, you would 
you would have to just bury it and then hope it can't dig its way out, basically. We missed a really cool part because we kind of jumped ahead to the uh, the destruction of the car. But there's this really great scene that happens right before that um, where it's hiding in James Brolin's garage. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> And then like, and there's some, that really busty lady that's also hanging yeah, the out. Other teacher. The other teacher is like taking care of, her, of, of his kids. But uh, that's the other part where I was like, this car has the hots for James Brolin. Now I'm like, get in line car. And well, yeah, no, it's true. Like, it has Brolin. a weird thing for him. <laughs> Cause yeah. So they're in the, in the, uh, in the garage <laughs> and then he tries to use, which is, I thought was so cool. The car tries to kill him with carbon monoxide, which is so fucking hilarious because yeah, you're like, ah, that's right, you got two weapons, car. Yeah. No, that was great. Uh, <laughs> and he tries to open the door. And he's like, no. Yeah, and he tries yeah, to open the door. He's like, don't open the door. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know what? It's almost like it wants, it does want to kill him, but sexually wants sex to like be there. But slowly. it kind of wants to like, it wants to make Enjoy a special it. case out of him, you know, not just take him out quickly. I'm telling you, this to... fucking demon has a thing for James Brolin yeah. and so did the rest of the 70s. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a trophy, yeah. James Brolin. That's a trophy there. <laughs> I mean, like, consider having killed the school teacher. That was a very, uh, <laughs> very uncertain. Yeah. Well, actually, not uncertain. It doesn't take out the other school teacher. No, because he doesn't give a fuck. They had that scene, uh, they had that, that, that like good kind of tension scene, but it was also annoying. Yeah. Uh, um, where uh, <laughs> it's in the garage and the woman is coming in. What and are you like, talking about? Like, Don't go. Get inside, the car is here. What? Yeah, and she Get keeps saying, like, what, what? And huh? I was like, you already Bitch. know that the car, there's a demonic car. She's already aware of what's going on. Yeah. Why are you acting like you don't have any? Get in the happening? fucking house. <laughs> Go up into the second story. So, I mean, it was good because it did. It had the. It got the uh, like reaction it was trying to get from me, where it's like, uh, but I was <laughs> like, but I was also just like, oh my god, you're so <laughs> stupid. You yeah, you're so stupid. Oh, there's an evil car in the area. <laughs> oh, Why would you doubt that there's something strange going on in the garage? And then the way he got out of it was pretty cool. At that, at that point, though, I just wanted to see the car <laughs> cool. get to the but, second yeah, story. How does it... so, he, so he's taking <laughs> this long, like, <laughs> screwdriver or something, or some sort of thing, a tool to open the garage door, and the car keeps ramming almost close to killing him yeah. because he wants to kill him with carbon monoxide, right? And so every time he goes to do that, the car, um, you know, speeds up to the door, so but then stops. The door, yeah. So he ends up going for it. The car speeds up, then he jumps on the hood, and then he jumps out the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then he, he does a tumble, and then he gets on his motorcycle, and he rides off into the night with the car on his heels. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's a pretty cool scene. It's a pretty good scene. Which they do, they do that kind of cool Hollywood kind of Chekhov's gun thing where mm-hmm. they set up the motorcycle in the beginning and then that becomes like yeah. the motorcycle to, to get away, car, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. And that's like mm-hmm. motorcycle versus car is like, you're always going to be able to outrun a, a car with a motorcycle. Really true. Unlike a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But of course with the situation though, everything's kind of like sped up because like they're trying to get everything in place uh, at the canyon, 
but the whole process is sped up because the car is already in the garage waiting uh, for Brolin in this case. So, you know, we got a plan post haste at this point in time. So it's all about stalling at this point just to give the guys enough time to get all the explosions ready, uh, you know, so they can, you know, enact their revenge. should have taken off his shirt. I bet the car would have let him live longer if he'd done that. Which also their plan reminded me a lot of uh, Road Warrior uh, Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Remember in Fury Road how they do the same thing where they bomb the uh, that go, that canyon mm-hmm. and, and to block the uh, cars from going through? I was like, oh, that's we're doing that kind of idea. Well, it's kind of fun to see <laughs> car movies um, set in like deserts mm-hmm. and, and otherwise like yeah. populated areas, so that. They can really go crazy. And it did have that road warrior feel because the car is very, you know, it's all it's customized custom, yeah. and it's all black. It, it looks like a road warrior type of vehicle that you would see in one of those movies, which uh, and it is like you have to point out again that the car is genuinely cool. Like it's very cool. it could have been kind of lame mm-hmm. or just kind of generic looking, but they literally came up with a really cool custom car look. Well, in my opinion, there's no cooler car than a Lincoln Continental. It's like a Lincoln Continental that is modified modified to be like almost more like a lowrider. Because that's a big lowrider thing where you lower the roof like that uh, to make the roof profile a little lower. But um, it had like really cool tires. It was kind of ahead of its time car, you know, something you would see but more like an eighties muscle car, right? Seventies kind of. I, I don't know. Muscle cars are a sixties and seventies thing too, but. Hmm. But it, but that's what it was. That's what's kind of cool is it's a Lincoln Continental that's turned into a muscle car. That's yeah. what's cool about it. But then yeah, they but then they kind of blow it. So then the ending is kind of like, on one hand, it's like they're trying to bury it. But then on the other hand, they sort of blow it up. Well, the they want to blow it up. They blow up the surroundings to sort of create a little bit of a cave to mm-hmm. bury it, right? But then there was a scene where, okay, so James Brolin is like luring it, right, into the, into position. And then um, something happens where he goes over the side of a cliff and he's holding onto a rope. And the car keeps ramming oh, yeah. into the side of the mountain. That was pretty I was cool. like, Jesus was like Christ. I know. I was like, they did that well too. It actually, like, it literally looked like it was knocking down like huge bowls. I know. I was, was like, cool. "Holy crap!" Yeah, and they had to pull him up onto the cliff uh, to get him out of there, which was well done. And then finally, like, him and his buddy are like trying to bait the car so it'll go over the cliff. Mm-hmm. And of course, they had to wait till they saw the white of its, uh, you know, headlights. Yeah, yeah. He's telling him to wait till the last. Wait, second. wait, and then yeah. And then explosion. And then the best part. Demon. Yeah, it's like the in the explosion. Yeah, that was great. There's like a snake and there's some hands in there. Like the CGI-ness was kind of delicious. Yeah, how yeah. they did that, but Yeah, not, not CGI. What would have been what would it have been yeah, not not CGI, but I think it was just like multiple explosions kind of like compositing. They can do like old like film compositing, you know, where you're like overlaying it. Okay, let's call it animation, because I definitely saw a snake head. Yeah, there was some stuff going on in there, for sure. Okay. But it was well done. It didn't mm-hmm. look fake. It looked like a real explosion, but with cool stuff out. And then it was kind of cool just to see the guys all, like, huddled up with, like, the red light on them. And then, like, mm-hmm. just... Yeah, that was good. That was good ending. 
And then was that it? That was it. What? I love how they're like, is it dead? And they're just like, it's over. What? Did you see that? It's over. Don't worry. But, uh, you know, we forgot to mention they also had like that moment where uh, they were running out of wire. Oh, yeah. They were trying to set up the rig. So, you know, you had the the wife beater basically split into wires in order to, uh, you know, connect the final part for the actual explosion uh, as well. So, you know, you, you added that extra little bit of uh, suspense towards yeah, the tail yeah. end. And they have, the, and at the end when they kind of all, you know, they realize they've, you know, their plan has succeeded. You get the shot of them all kind of like, happy and everything and it, it shows like the wife beater guy and he's like yeah and they're all like yeah to the him and everything and it, it is kind of funny I was like like okay like it's cool that he helped out but it is kind of funny how he became it was like he's like a heroic character yeah, now, but he's still like, a like we all know how he's gonna go celebrate so <laughs> Ugh. although I have to admit like my very favorite part was at the very very end in the credits Ending credits. Um, it's the credits are just a car that that's got all the sounds of the evil car. Yeah. So it's the you evil car, it's but it's yeah. moving through like a big city. Yeah. So where it's like you'd see there another car and that's similar, or maybe the car made it out of the hole. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was neat. Like this ain't over. Look at me. I'm in New York. Yeah, it seemed like it was meant to be. Like it's out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's the thing is, is if it's if it's completely supernatural like it's it is you know yeah. that i mean you you can't defeat it in that kind of way you really have to like do some kind of ritual like you gotta find out what the something. demon's name is yeah. and then you gotta get the car to say the demon's name mm -hmm. which so, is gonna be the hardest part let's tell you <laughs> yeah you can't <laughs> even burying it which i said i thought was a good plan because it's like i mean really it, you know realistically it's like well we can't destroy it so we have to just bury well, it this, but even then if it's supernatural burying it's not gonna stop i got the sense that destroying the car you know excised the demon because that's why the demon right that's why it kind of it was released from the car yeah what do you yeah, think that's what it seemed like right and then it just finds it found exactly it just moves on and, and manifests a new car or whatever. maybe a prius who knows an evil prius would be mm -hmm. fucking hilarious but, uh, uh, or exactly Tesla, and that's why you know the self-drive never works I mean, and it causes crashes. <laughs> yeah, seeing a car nowadays, seeing a car yep, like because of the beater, uh, we have car lit, driverless cars moving around the city now. Uh, mm -hmm. It is kind of interesting to see a car with literally no one in it just walk, driving around. Well, it must be so. I mean, I don't think it's happened, but so yeah, there's a service now in San Francisco where um, you have to like, it's like a lottery system because it's not like a full service. It's more like still being tested, right? Mm. So you can be like, get an Uber, but it's not an Uber. It's this driverless car. So you get into the driverless car and the car's taking you where you need to go. But can you imagine being a passenger and seeing it like mowed down like a, you know, a person? <laughs> oh, shit. Talk about trauma. We have, uh, in uh, on Facebook, they have uh, neighborhood groups, uh -huh. like uh, you know, group like Facebook groups, but for like the neighborhood you live in. Sure. And I refuse to join any of those groups because they tend to sort of be annoying and obnoxious. But 
Yeah, exactly. Bunch exactly. Bunch of narcs. Uh, but it gets suggested to me anyways, <laughs> my neighborhood's group, even though I'm not a member. But I have to admit, somebody posted a hilarious video uh, that they took on their phone of one of these driverless cars. Because uh, in our neighborhood, there's a lot of really small, old, windy streets right. that are really thin. And they put, posted a video of a car, uh, one of those cars, getting stuck, not being able to figure out how. And it it was like driving down the street, then it would reverse back oh, up wow. the street, and then it would drive. And it kept going back and forth. And then the person said that eventually, after a while, it just pulled itself over and parked. And then a human showed up and drove it away. <laughs> His handler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it literally just, it, there was nothing blocking it. It was just the streets it were so figure tight. It out, just yeah. couldn't figure out like, how to get out of this one area. And it wasn't going to just pull itself into somebody else's driveway to turn around like I would have. Right, which is what anyone would do. You would no, he told me to do this. He was like, don't do it. Like, they don't care. Yeah. By the time they care, we'll be out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so. You know, driverless <laughs> cars, not haunted cars. Not haunted. Not necessarily haunted if you don't see a driver in the car. So yeah, I mean, all in all, I thought the movie was really great. <laughs> I thought it was. I I really liked Duel, but I liked it a lot better than Duel. I think Duel only had like a couple of different yeah things happening. Although, of course, I had a similar big showdown at the end. But of course, minus mm-hmm. points for nose. That's right. And uh. Duel is definitely, I believe, is a real car with a real driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that the the truck is like the truck driver is like a unhinged road rage person. Although it's, I mean, and realistic, Duel is like 100% realistic. People do Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry to admit it, but I've I've, I've been a little road ragey before. I haven't owned a car in 18 years. And yeah, back when I did have one, I get a little road ragey sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. Although the truck is cool in Duel, like you know, the truck itself is, mm-hmm. and it has good scenes. But yeah, ultimately, it's not as good. As it's it's a good movie for sure, though. Yeah, <laughs> but, but not I, as good like, as I, I don't know if it exists. Maybe it does on the Blu-ray, but I don't want the theatrical want the version. I want version, the yeah. hour-long TV version because I, I feel like the, that has to be better. Yeah. Because it's just, it's like those scenes of, I forget the actor's name. He's a famous actor, too, in Duel. But mm-hmm. there's just a lot of scenes of him just, like, hanging out by himself with having voiceover narration. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's like, that's, it's like, we don't need any of these scenes. There's a thing in filmmaking, uh, sh- there's a famous saying in filmmaking, which is show, don't tell. Ooh, uh, I like that. And basically the thought is that if you have voiceover narration in mm-hmm. your movie, you've already failed, basically. That Tell you... it to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> 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 but anyway, the car, much better. The car is cool. The car itself is awesome. The, I, the, is I thought better. the movie was rad. I thought the car was rad. I thought the um, mm-hmm. the casting was really great. You know, I didn't know I had a crash in Jim, James Brolin until I saw this movie. I was like, holy shit, James Brolin. And um, what else? And oh, and, and, then I, and, I, and then I got to see some of the way that it's influenced other movies. Like I said, well, I mean, primarily like that episode of Futurama, which is mm-hmm. hilarious because it is directly this movie. Yeah. 
And then, like I said, I don't know if it was really an influence on Nope, but it just it had a lot of similar feels. Mm -hmm. So I figured that it might be a little bit at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, the look, like, I, like I was saying, the look of the movie is really good. The cinematography. and the, There were some really beautiful landscapes, too. It, it was, yeah, no, really. Uh, so and it's, it's also it's it's interesting, cause, too, because it's like, simultaneously, it's kind of like a, a good quality. It's like an A movie and a B movie at the yes. same time. It's like a good B movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's almost that a because the premise is ridiculous. Yeah, and the <laughs> some of the characters are ridiculous, and some of the dialogue is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's all done in a it's all, it's much more fun and enjoyable movie. And surprising, where like the good guys get mowed down and the bad guys like you know get praised, mm -hmm. which is weird. Yeah, the wife. He he doesn't really get a <laughs> character. It's sort of like he never stops beating his wife. Let's put it yeah. that way. They should have had a thing in there where he, re like, the situation, mm -hmm. you know, makes him realize Like, that maybe the car almost kills his son or something, and then he's like, oh, what am I? Or maybe, or almost kills his wife, and then he's he like, like, oh, no, <laughs> Oh, no, Bertha. But, yeah, that whole storyline with the sheriff who wants to take her away and have her, oh. like, he ends up getting killed. The wife beater becomes a hero. It's a little bit... I'm a little well, topsy turvy. The, yeah, the <laughs> you tell me to feel the wrong thing. <laughs> should I know, the the old guy should have lived, but I don't know. Whatever. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I did enjoy that. If only mm -hmm. on the level of like it's a slight misdirection, which means those kills are very surprising. So that's mm -hmm. cool. right. Yeah, the the only other like possessed car. Like tying in, I can think of like obviously outside of her scene. There's also a Goosebumps yeah. Yeah. Uh, book called The Haunted Car, which is in similar vein as well. Um, yeah, all in all, pretty pretty good movie. I mean, really, the only part that was driving us the wall was the teacher shit talking the car and just how awful it was. She's just a girl that doesn't know anything. But the 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 best scene to come out of that though was like the kids basically trying to repeat what the teacher yeah, was yeah. saying, like when they were on the oh, phone with the dad. Those daughters looked really familiar. The, the little one, like, I think, yeah. was one of the poultry guys ones. Maybe not. Oh, maybe they both looked really familiar. I wanted to check who they were, but yeah, for sure. Again, the the littlest one looked really familiar. Mm -hmm. Are you looking it up, T? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all right, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Nope. No, it was a good Not. movie. It was a good fear <laughs> cars too, because it's a literal demonic car. Which I don't know if it's ever been done before. It's kind of an interesting mm -hmm. idea to actually, you know. That, to actually have it a be a demon, not like... That the car <laughs> itself is the demon. Sort so, of. with uh, maximum overdrive, the cars are possessed by aliens. Mm -hmm. And... Christine, it's we don't really... we don't know. In this one, it's a demon. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think in the book, Christine, it's haunted by an actual person. I believe. Mm. I haven't read it in a really long time, but I think they actually tell you who is haunting the car in uh, oh, Christine, a, but not in the movie version. Can you imagine if the car and Christine got together? Because I think the car is a boy car, and I think Christine's a girl car. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, obviously. <laughs> plus, the car has a crush on the guy. 
Benji's rolling. Well, no, uh, oh, yeah. in the car has the a crush on the guy, too. Mm-hmm. So I think in the car, which I do think is a boy car, probably has a crush on James Brolin. Buy or get car. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody, I, I have to think somebody has a custom car that's the car that where they make you their have to because it's really good looking it's a very yeah. cool looking car there must be one or more i want that fucking that car that car where they've made it and it looks like a fucking tank if only because of the movie mm-hmm. it looks like it can ram into the side of a mountain and be completely okay yep, never know. <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. or maybe not so I this know. one would have Just door handles remote. well now yeah you could do the remote style and have it uh oh, that's cool not have doors Mm-hmm. But yeah, no side mirrors on the car. Yeah, I don't check those anyway. Mm. But yeah, no, a good movie overall. <laughs> I think we went really fast today because we're only at an hour. Eh. I know I was talking really fast at the beginning. I mean, yeah, there's a, that's fun. It's a pretty light movie. It's got the kills in the story. It's, it's Jaws. Mm-hmm. It's Jaws. Although it, it, it's better in terms of <laughs> Not just being a blatant Jaws ripoff because mm-hmm. it doesn't follow all the, all the Jaws beats, yeah. beats. You know, there's no uh, town wide event that the mayor wants to put on that the car is going to attack yeah. everybody at the event. <laughs> that would have been rad. <laughs> just doing donuts in the middle of the town, taking down everybody. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> but it did kind of remind me of the birds a little bit. The mm-hmm. attack on the uh, kids and the marching band felt a little bit like the birds but yeah and he freaked out the horses yeah yeah and a good chaos scene good chaos scene but yeah all in all really happy with this movie i was really impressed i i mean i know it's not the best movie in the world but considering what i I didn't expect much i was really pleasantly surprised and yeah i would recommend it to anybody Mm -hmm. it's a good uh like you know grindhouse movie like death proof uh it, it's very much like in the same kind of feel and vein of death proof but yeah what they were kind of going for like this movie was i watched a really clean uh you know like hd version that was super clean Me too. but uh this would definitely probably be just as good with if it was super grainy, grainy and, stuff, and yeah. had all the scratches it was like you know, kind of uh, grind, like grindhouse style, like Planet Terror. It's amazing though. Like I haven't, maybe it's because I haven't owned a car in like eighteen years, like I mentioned before. But um, it, you kind of forget how dangerous a car can be to other people and to yourself mm-hmm. because it's it's such a normal thing and it's such a you know useful tool that mm-hmm. I love these movies. They're just uh, they really bring out the horror in mm-hmm. a big machine that can run you down. <laughs> What is the next? Is Christine the next? No, it's unhinged. And then oh, Christine. Is that right, T? <clears throat> yeah, unhinged next week, which is a road rage movie with a ton it. of slasher elements, which is very interesting oh. for a road rage movie. It's with <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe. Crow. <laughs> Came out in twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen Unhinged. I, I've heard, I think you've heard it's good, right? Doesn't it have It's It's pretty good. I've, I only saw it once in theaters and haven't seen it since, but I remember being Definitely. pretty floored by how good it was. 
All right. Well, yes. I think we we did pretty good on time. Hour and six. Minutes. Hour and six. Yeah. Nice. Shorter than dual. Uh, so just as a reminder, guys, for our Twisted Tuesday events, we've actually moved them over to uh, my channel over on Kick, which is kick.com slash really drunk. Uh, we've usually been doing a double feature starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you know, assuming we don't run into any issues, but we'll primarily be watching whatever we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, on the podcast that week as the first feature uh, and then pair something else with it as well. Uh, so, you know, we've been having a ton of fun with that growing the audience a bit doing that as well since kick has been more easily accessible as opposed to what i was using before which is uh get to help you know just grow you know just to get togethers over time uh so we will be watching on hinge next week which should be a good time and uh i cannot wait for you guys to see it just because it's it's gonna be a a change of pace compared to like what we're used to seeing and the tension in it is really good as well uh but in the meantime guys thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Hand Up With Scare, we've been talking The Car, released in 1977. And uh, we'll see you guys back next week. You take care. <laughs>